Welcome to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Landing page optimization expert, Tim Ash, is here to show you what it takes to create optimal landing pages. LPO brings you detailed case studies, opinions, and analysis from the leaders of landing page optimization. Now here's your host, Tim Ash. Welcome back, loyal listeners. This is your host, Tim Ash, with LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And this week, my guest is Alex Harris of the aptly named AlexDesigns.com. Alex has been a consultant and uh, practitioner of CRO since 2000, which I believe is shortly after Al Gore invented the interwebs. Uh, Alex, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Tim. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, So you recently spoke at our conversion conference uh, 2015 in in Las Vegas. Uh, So I I know that you're you're always at the top of your game and there are a lot of people in the industry that work with you and respect you and use you behind the scenes to to do their work. Tell our uh, listeners a little bit about your background and how you came to be a a CRO optimizer. Yeah, well, I I got started on the web in 2000 and there wasn't many people doing you know, direct marketing online and calling it conversion optimization. And then I, in 2005, I started working with Brian Eisenberg and I redesigned their website and then they gave me referral work. So after working in 11 years of .com doing conversion rate optimization, now I have my own business freelancing doing CRO. So it's really gratifying to me that it's growing into a profession and that it's kind of getting a little more institutionalized instead of, oh, this is something you do to improve the ROI of your pay-per-click campaign, you know, shoved down into the corner of your marketing somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I've been doing it for so long, but I was guilty of that slice and dice type of testing. I was just getting these inconsistent results because I didn't have a system. So what I did, I actually, I created a podcast and I started interviewing everybody in my space to create my own system, the marketing optimization system. Well, tell us a little bit about the broad outlines of that. How do you approach uh, CRO, how strategically or tactically? Well, I'm a website designer, so I see the things, everything visually. And when I look at the page, I know the visual hierarchy, I know the information architecture, how to do that. And I know how to fix that. But those are all assumptions. And with a system that I created, a five-step process, discovery, hypothesis, execution, review, and scaling process, I'm discovering who your customers are, creating specific educated guesses, a hypothesis, and then running tests to validate that hypothesis, and then reviewing and scaling your bottom line. Okay, well, you know, by the way, um, you know, just a personal pet peeve, I mean, we, we do, obviously, a huge amount of... Uh, landing page testing and website testing, and there's fantastic tools for that now. But whenever I hear people use the word hypothesis, uh, you know, and I, I took a little ancient uh, Greek and, and Latin along the way as well, uh, it just kind of seems like it separates us from um, you know the, the people we're trying to communicate with. I mean, to me, what I like to say is, okay, you have a web experience. Uh, something's not working, so let's come up with alternative web experiences that your visitors would like better. That's really what we're saying when we say test a hypothesis, right? Yeah, it's really just a a list of all the experiments that we're going to run, and then we're able to prioritize them. We're creating educated guesses based on the tools of research that we find. And, you know, if you want to put it into scientific method terms, it's a hypothesis. 
Right. And we need to be, have a certain degree of statistical confidence in the outcome of the split test. No, I know. I'm just, I'm kidding. I have a whole section in my book about that. But, um, you know, it's, so let's talk about it. I mean, you mentioned, um, obviously, you worked uh, for many years doing optimization for e-diets, which is a pretty substantial website. Um, and, but now it seems like uh, your focus has shifted a bit and you're focusing on smaller businesses and e-commerce for smaller businesses in particular, although I know you still do lead gen and business to business as well. Uh, what are some of the, how would you say, uh, particular challenges that are faced by small business e-commerce? Uh, there's a lot of challenges because people have moved from building them, their sites themselves to using hosted solutions. So you're kind of limited within the themes that you can create with it, whatever software you tend to use. And small businesses get lumped into those scenarios. So what they do is they buy a theme from the software that they, they, they choose. They put a website up and they expect people just to show up and start spending money. And so they, a field they, of dreams, build it and they will come. Yeah, and they and they uh, they they you know a holiday season comes and they make decent amount of money, but their expectations aren't met. So then they start to realize, oh, I have to fix my conversions because it doesn't matter how much traffic that I drive to my website if it's not making any money. Right. So, I mean, it, it, when you say about themes, that's very much a, a province of WordPress land. As I saw a statistic the other day that about half of websites are hosted on WordPress, which started out as a blogging platform, but it certainly spread way beyond that. So tell us about what you, what you mean by a theme and, and WordPress in particular. It's every software out there. It's way more than just theme, uh, WordPress. It's a, a Shopify, Big Commerce, even Magento. Each system has their own theme. So you can purchase better themes or hire a custom person to create a custom theme for you. But you're still limited within the, you know, the home page, category page, product page, and then even the shopping cart with additional add-ons that you can add to make more money. Well, if we have to break e-commerce down into two parts, there seems like um, there are, uh, there's the find what I want and then there's the buy it part. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously grossly oversimplifying, but a lot of times the back end, the buying the checkout is, like you say, built into the cart and there's very little flexibility about what you can do. You want to change it to a one-page checkout? Sorry, you're screwed because our package doesn't support that. Or you want to do billing before shipping address? Can't do that. Um, so it seems like it's very restrictive and hard to work on that back end or the checkout process. Would you agree with that? I definitely would agree with that. But the thing is, within each system, you can, for lack of better words, hack it to do what you want it to do, to add trust, to add credibility seals, to make people feel more comfortable about actually purchasing. So what, what I'm hearing is that out of the gate, most of these kind of generic themes or setups are not going to be the ones that you really want for the highest conversion. And you're going to have to hire someone to do some custom programming, essentially, to, that's fluent in that technology and, and add features or, or often delete things that shouldn't be there. Yeah, definitely some customization specific to your ideal customer to make them feel more comfortable about purchasing through your, through your cart. Well, so what, what are some of those? Let's just focus on checkout optimization. Uh, what are some things that are kind of standard, but they're actually not that good or, or suboptimal? 
Yeah, usually the cart page, the particular shopping cart page, you can at least add a header and a footer to that. So you can use some CSS and, and add seals, you know, better, better business bureau, 100%. 100% safe and secure or online ordering processing. Uh, add a lock symbol at the actual text that the, the header of your your H1 of your shopping cart page make the that title. Se- the, the title the exactly mm-hmm. make that say uh, shopping cart 100% secure. The next page the, the checkout page change the title. Checkout, 100% secure. Add some CSS to add a little lock symbol right next to it. Put the the seals down below. Okay, so so trust is is really critical because uh, even though our brains don't are you know we're experiencing a checkout process on a website, which seems pretty harmless, our brains are experiencing that as a high anxiety real world situation because we don't know any different. We're thinking fight or flight. So anything you can do to remove anxiety at the point of sale is critical. And so you're talking about trust as one way to do that. What about just um, kind of a, a a simple checkout experience have you seen um, whether multi-step checkout or single page checkout works best is there anything you can say in general about that or is it situation specific yes it's definitely situation specific but if you use magento you can pull apart the checkout process and put it into a two-step but you know sometimes two-step works well and sometimes one page works well it's really definitely depending upon what you're selling but in the in the classic e-commerce case you know, the, what Shopify or BigCommerce do today, it's pretty much fine the way it is. Shopify is pretty limiting a little bit, but, you know, what you want to do is just make sure that peop- it's very it's very common. You know, it's very – there's no surprises when you come to the checkout page. It's whatever you want them to do, it's self-explanatory for what them to do. And you don't want to have some you type of marketing lingo at the top in the title. You want to tell them, 100% secure checkout, fill out the information below and click proceed, uh, submit payment. You know, so you want to tell them what to do so there's no assumptions being made. Right, and so the buttons are important, titles are important, and even sometimes, and Amazon's a master at this, uh, putting a tiny little text next to the call to action, like, you can always change this later, is one of the things that they do in their checkout process. So if you click one, click checkout, and they have a patent on that, obviously no one can replicate it, but still, they're, they're relieving your anxiety, saying, this is reversible, you're not committed yet, you know, you'll get to review your order soon, uh, or next. Uh, so I think th- those kind of things are important. Uh, we're going to come back in a couple of minutes after this word from our sponsors and we'll uh, continue our conversation about the top of the e-commerce funnel more lpo landing page optimization in just a moment introducing rumble the smart mobile management system the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard want to change the design of your app point click and it's live in real time Want to change the ad map of your app? Point click and it's live in real time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point click and it's live in real time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. Looking for a white label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. 
Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is your host, Tim Ash, for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. This week, my guest is Alex Harris of AlexDesigns.com. And Alex was a recent speaker at our Las Vegas Conversion Conference. It was a fantastic show. If you missed it, you're going to have to wait a year for another U.S. show. We should be back in Vegas in the spring of 2016. Uh, Alex, when we were ta- before the break, we were talking about kind of uh, the cumbersome or infle- some of the inflexibility about the bottom of the e-commerce experience or the checkout. But it, it seems to me like the biggest, pardon me, screw-ups, well, I'm using the polite term, uh, in e-commerce are how to organize your information, the categories, the visual distractions, basically that top end of the funnel of how do you find a product in the first place, just getting to the right product detail page, if you will. Uh, let's talk about the top end of the funnel. Yeah, absolutely. The, you know, every e-commerce site is made up of the 80-20 rule. You're making 80% of your revenue off of 20% of your pages. The same thing work, uh, the 20% of your inventory, the same thing works for your pages on your website, your quantitative data. You're making 80% of your traffic off of 20% of your pages. You need to know what that 20% is. More than likely, it's a category or a product page. It's not your homepage. So you want to start by finding the highest traffic category and product pages and start optimizing there. Okay, but doesn't that, since you're using a template in most e-commerce systems, there's a template for a homepage, there's a template for a category and a search results page and a product detail page. So if you make a change, it's going to go site-wide, isn't it? 
Yes, but you want to initially isolate the amount of revenue to one particular page, one particular segment, and one particular funnel. So if one of your pages, one of your products is a bestseller and it's receiving majority of your paid ads or even your natural search, but your top traffic landing page, you want to start testing there. Start testing there only and then distribute it out to all of your additional product pages and that's where you grow your bottom line. Okay, so that's what you meant as the last step in your kind of optimization framework of, of scaling it or uh, getting the full benefit of it, if you will. So you test it on a small part that's easier to kind of uh, manipulate or work with and then you roll it out site-wide. Yeah, the classic case is that your category page, one of your category pages, is making up majority of all your traffic, but the 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 call to actions for each of the products may be just a little bit far down below the fold. So one of your tests, your hypothesis, for lack of better words, is to move the, those call to actions above the fold so they're easier to click, and that should raise your conversion by X. Well, this is a, you know, a, a great point, just moving things to where they're visually discoverable. Now, of course, the notion of kind of being above the fold, quote unquote, is, is a, a bit of a squishy one in this day of tablets and smartphones. But still, the, the point is, I, I mean, I, I, if I had a nickel for every time I saw a category page in the catalog that used the giant banner graphic just to announce what the category was or a, a slider on a homepage that took up most of the screen real estate at the top of the page. It, it's just a huge waste of space, and it gets in the way of using the page effectively, doesn't it? Exactly, and it happens on almost every single e-commerce site we see. All you do is you move those items up, make sure it's easy for people to click on things, and your conversions will go up. But each page drives a certain amount of revenue. So you want to test that one page, that one category page, as much as you possibly can till you reach a local maximum. And then once you know it's working perfectly on that scenario, that composition of that category page, then duplicate it to all of your other category pages and your, your bottom line growth will, will happen. Because if you, if you win on one conversion test, it doesn't mean you necessarily make more revenue. Well, well, to explain that a little bit, I mean, if you, if you win on a, on a test, you how you found a better working page, at least the traffic running through those pages is going to perform better moving forward, isn't it? Yes, it, it, it will, but it's only isolated to one category. You need to make sure that all of your other categories, if you're, you know, you're selling, uh, you know, gym equipment, you want to make sure that your shoes category performs just as good as your 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 hats category, your shirts category, your, your shorts, and uh, your wiffle ball bats. You want to make sure that every single one of your category pages is performing to its best possible. That's why we test on the highest traffic area and then scale it out to all the additional categories. Okay, now well, let's focus on small business a little bit because those uh, you know, there there is a practical limit to what you can do. With limited traffic, uh, we recommend even for a simple A/B split test that whatever you're measuring your conversion actions, unless you have ten of those a day, and your test will probably run weeks, um, you're not even able to do the most basic testing. So, what do you do for the little guys that can't even test? In that case, you roll up the data into a, a template test. So, in that case, you would test all of your categories at once. So, rolling up all of your categories of all of your product pages at once into one test, then you can possibly do a split test. If you have absolutely no traffic, then there's no reason to test anyway. All you do is you you you, uh, you do it by time. 
let's say t- today on the be- at the end of the month you're going to switch this new element and then you want to track your conversions to see if it goes up or down that's really the only way to do it if you have absolutely no traffic but if you have you know basically 100 sessions a day you know that that's good enough to at least get some sample data to figure out but if you have no traffic you you know you can only really do it by time yeah or best practices i mean you know you you just you should at least just um, go through checklists and see if there are things that will work most of the time. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I know a lot of people just uh, say test only and test everything and uh, don't use best practices. Well, you know, if you're if you can't test, you should at least use best practices. Yeah, usually if a site has has too little traffic, it, it means they have too many pages. You should actually reduce the amount of pages that you have. And only focus on what's working. If you find something that is generating a lead or generating one sale, just try to do that more. And eventually that one will turn to two, two to turn to four, and so on. Yeah, and actually one, th- one other thing you can do is focus not on sales or ultimately things you want out of the bottom of the, of the funnel, but focus on little micro-conversions because all of a sudden now you have a lot more of them. For example... How many, you can even do something as basic as how many people bounce off of my homepage. Let's say that's where a lot of your traffic goes. If mm-hmm. your goal is to lower the bounce rate and have them click through deeper in the site, that's obviously a prerequisite for them putting something in a cart or buying it. So you can – and there's lots of those people clicking through. Mm-hmm. And so you, you can set up your test to just uh, test much more frequent things much higher up in the funnel. Yeah, and also a a trick to do is make sure that you look at every single device yourself as the customer. Go to an iPhone, an old iPhone 4 that has a short screen, and take a look at your site. If there's not a call to action above the fold in in the iPhone 4, like just a, a click click and open up ad email, then you're missing leads. If you're not generating any leads from, from mobile, it's probably because you don't have a call to action above the active window. Yeah, and that's and that's one of those kind of diagnostic things that you should be definitely taking advantage of. As you know, we have put together a, a complete website of all the companies in the conversion improvement ecosystem, and we definitely talk about these kind of cross-browser testing and looking at uh, all the different devices and what your user experience is on each. If you go to conversionninjatoolbox.com, uh, well, we have you know, all of these companies' catalogs. So take a quick look there for uh, lots of helpful tools. Uh, well, let's uh, let's talk about if you had to give uh, some quick tips, uh, just you know, three things to do right now that are going to improve your homepage. Fire them oh. off before we go to break. Okay, homepage is all about getting people to their next step as quick as possible. So above the fold on the homepage, you want to make sure people know who you are, uh, why why they're there, what's value to them, and what they should do next. Brian Eisenberg calls it the conversion trinity. Uh, so if three things for the homepage would be make sure that your call to action gives away something of extreme value. Free download is the number one call to action. Number number two, show your phone number. People never will call you. Make sure you have your phone number on there. It, it, it helps build reliability and so people understand that you're a real person that to do business with you. Number three, have seals that people can recognize. 
money back guarantee. If you're so confident about your product that you feel comfortable that people can get their money back, show a seal there. It's called risk reversal. Make people feel more comfortable about actually purchasing from you. Fantastic. Well, we have to go to our our final commercial break, but uh, when we come back, I want to explore these parallel things. It sounds like you're my brother from another mother. You played soccer, you skateboard, and you're an artist. All right, we're going to explore all of these hidden creative sides of Alex Harris after the break. Back in two minutes. More LPO landing page optimization in just a moment. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I signed us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. Welcome back to LPO, landing page optimization, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is your host, Tim Ash, with LPO, landing page optimization, continuing my conversation with Alex Harris of alexdesigns.com. Alex, skateboarding, when did you start and uh, are all your body parts still attached? Well, I, I've never broken anything. The only time I broke something was playing football with my wrist. 
But I was I was a very good skateboarder. I, I've been skateboarding as long as I can remember. I don't even know when I started, but I always <laughs> I always skated street. And I always say that I've learned everything about entrepreneurship through skateboarding. Like just learning to ollie or just get over the next curb. Like you fail all the time. You're just always failing and falling. And I I think I've learned everything about optimization through skateboarding. Uh, so f- failure, constant practice, uh, attitude of never giving up, uh, those are all helpful things for entrepreneurs or optimizers or entrepreneuring optimizers. Uh, yeah, and here's another uh, pro tip for me. Um, don't start when you're in your 40s just to uh, impress your nine-year-old. It's a lot harder to fall as an adult on concrete. Let's yeah. just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, my wrist is now my secret weapon, so I have to be careful about skateboarding. <laughs> okay. My wrist is my secret weapon. That's the name of my next rock band. There you uh, go. Uh, all right, Alex. I want to talk a little bit about, you know, we talked about how uh, CRO tools and marketing tools are getting better and better. Uh, and I mentioned the Conversion Ninja Toolbox website that we've compiled. What are some of your kind of go-to tools that you use in order to optimize e-commerce sites in particular? Yeah, there's so many tools out there these days. I, that's where I see the CRO world really shifting to more analytical and feedback tools, qualitative, quantitative tools. You know, these days I, I stick to just a number of tools on every single project. That would be user testing, SurveyMonkey, Qualaroo. Uh, if I was using WordPress, I would use uh, Lead Pages and uh, maybe Optin Monster. And then I use uh, Unbounce for my, my landing pages from, from pay-per-click advertising. And then a new one that we've also been trying is, is Hotjar, which is com- combines them all together into, into one shot. So Yes, the, that's run by my, my friend David, who mm-hmm. used, to, used to be a client when he was at Uniblue and started this fantastic kind of uh, experience analytics uh, mm-hmm. company. Yeah, absolutely. Check yeah, and there's, there's so many tools out there that, that – that we're using these days, and they make us so much more more efficient. But these tools, they don't understand human behavior, and that's what I've learned the most through the last couple of years of experience with, you know, working on uh, with other optimizers, interviewing other optimizers. Is that it's needed more than ever? Are the human element being able to interpret all of this data and then use it in an easy to understand way to produce results for our clients? Yeah, so I'll, I, but I'm happy to hear that almost all the tools you mentioned uh, are in a way qualitative. I mean, well, except obviously if you're talking about split testing tools like un, uh, you know, Unbounce or uh, – but really what you're talking about is getting insights into why people aren't persuaded to act. So user testing, Qualaroo surveying, SurveyMonkey, things like that, they're all about the why behind uh, the customer experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we uh, you know, for testing, we use Visual Website Optimizer and Optimizely. So we, we use, I, I actually, I interview everybody in, who releases a new tool. Uh, so I'm, I'm always trying to find out what's the next thing to try. But yeah, qualitative is really where it's at. You need to understand that voice of the customer. You need to know more about your customer experience that, than your customer actually does. And you do that, do that through qualitative. And I would say that, yeah, the, the common uh, thread there is that uh, – and what, what I've been talking a lot, of, uh, a lot about the last year or two is really that you have to understand how the human mind works. And you can do this at a copywriting level, at a visual design level, at a psychological level, at a neurochemical level. But really, that's the part you're 
acting on with whatever technology or presentation of your web experience that you come up with. And, and so that's the evergreen stuff. And I think there's a huge ignorance to me in, in the online marketing community about that stuff. We're too focused on the technology. Is that a fair statement? Absolutely. I mean, it's going to tell you where people are growing on your site, but it's not going to tell you why they're doing things or, or not. And if you're able to put yourself in the customer's shoes and be able to tell the story that they have in their mind, because people buy on emotion, you know, they don't buy on logic. There's a trigger that happens in their mind for them to go to Google, type in some query and get to a landing page so you can solve that problem. Unless you figure out how to connect those dots, then you're just making assumptions. Yeah, and uh, or in the immortal words of uh, Michael Franti and Spearhead, uh, you can walk. Uh, I'll walk a mile in your shoes, and you can walk a mile in my bare feet. And, uh, people's <laughs> perspectives are very different from yours, and your little logical assumptions sitting there trying to craft the Taj Mahal of user experiences are probably not what's motivating them. Well, very good, Alex. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thanks again for contributing to our best conversion conference ever. And loyal listeners, we'll see you on the flip side. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.